T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Back in, everybody, to another edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you until 11 o'clock. Chad Chambers producing. We're going to give some things away today. We'll review the college basketball night last night, impactful night for the Big 12. Uh, we'll look ahead at that landscape as well. More news regarding Eric Bieniemy, LaShawn McCoy uh, in the last few days has had something to say. So we'll go through that as well as a lot of other things today on Sports Daily. 869-1240, the number to call. If you want to get in touch with the program, you can email us. You can find Tommy and I on Twitter. Probably the easiest and fastest way to get in touch with us. Glad to have you with us today. Tommy, how are you this morning? I'm good. Had a good fat Tuesday last night. Uh, went and enjoyed the all-you-can-eat oyster feast at St. James Episcopal Church, which was a lot of fun Uh, and so enjoyed that today's Ash Wednesday and uh, yeah we're having a good day today yeah it's Ash Wednesday it's funny you mention that so my wife's out of town for a few days I've been Mr. Momming and this morning I'm like all right I'm gonna be good we're gonna get up we're gonna make seven o'clock mass and get you guys uh, in for Ash Wednesday before school so we go through everything we get there last night Uh, get up this morning a little earlier than even I normally would get up get everybody ready we're, you know, we're about, I don't know, 10 till 7, which would have put us right on time. And I get my son, Dad, I got to poop. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to be just a little bit late. I was like, all right, come on, buddy. Let's get in there. I said, try to go fast, whatever. And so we're running through. I'm like, girls, get in the car, everything. We're scrambling around. I'm like, okay, all right, we're good. And then I I go back in, and I just hear this, like, panicked, ah! And I'm like, what? For the first time ever, of course, when we're trying to rush out the door to get to, to Mass this morning, he falls in the poop toilet. Oh. And you can imagine how that, what that's like. And so we were really late to church this morning because my son fell in his poop toilet while I'm Mr. Momming. And it was like, oh, you know, this is one of those things where if a camera was following you, it'd make a great episode of a sitcom. Yeah, I was going to say that I, I hope I, I wish that there had been a camera crew following you around because that would have been pretty hilarious to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, his reaction was priceless. He's just like, like panicked looking at me like I fell in the <laughs> toilet. And I'm like, huh. It's a really interesting time for that to happen for the first time ever. Uh, but, you know, we, we got it figured out and sauntered in late and just kind of snuck around the side. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, of course we... Of course, this is how that's going to play out. So that's how, uh, what is it, Wednesday? That's how That's how my Wednesday started. And we're here today with you and glad to be here with you uh, on Sports Daily. It was a K-State game night. And we, you know, last week, I go back to this, and, and they, they were making good points. It was last night they were talking about it during the KU game and, and a little bit last night during the K-State game. Like, you just can't really get too high or too low in the Big 12 because it's it's pointless, right? And so for K-State now, two wins in a row, right? Two nice, high-quality wins in a row. And they're right back in the mix. And we'll talk about the Big 12 standings because there were other impactful games happening last night as well. But K-State's, you know, back to life in that world. And they're now, you know, ahead of Baylor in third place in the league, still two games back of Kansas and Texas. That's still a daunting task to think that Kansas will lose two of its next four the way they're playing right now. But they're at least back in the mix. But again, more importantly than all of that, Tommy, at a time when we were becoming a little bit concerned where they were had lost four of five in the league, they go get a, two big wins. They were at home. And we wondered last week, you know, are they have they hit a wall? Are they struggling? Or is it just the way that the schedule played out and they had a bunch of road games piled up against each other, and they struggled then. I, I think it might be more of that, Tommy. They looked good last night. They looked energized. They obviously feed off the home crowd, which, you know, this year, Jerome Tang has resurrected into one of the better home courts in college basketball, and K-State's right back there in the mix. And I think probably we were – I don't want to say overreacting because I think it was an appropriate reaction – but I think it was not as bad as it appeared, perhaps, which was one of the options we wondered about when we looked at the way the schedule fell. Well, part of it, too, was the second half that they played against Baylor, where they were lights out. And, and Baylor, uh, they've played terrible second halves against KU and K-State recently, uh, where both of these Kansas teams have just come in and absolutely beat them up in the second half. And that's a little bit uncharacteristic of, of Scott Drew and his teams. I think what's remarkable about this win last night for the Wildcats is that Jerome Tang, who spent 19 years on the sideline with Scott Drew, has swept Scott Drew in the first year that they played against each other. And so I think that's a testament to uh, to Jerome Tang and and what he's got in Manhattan. But, you know, I was really concerned for a while about whether or not this team had hit a wall and what it was going to take for them to get out of it. And, uh, you know, they, they were able to, I mean, I, I would imagine that this was one of, if not the biggest wins of the year for Kansas State at home when they needed it the most, taking on a Baylor team that, you know, is a top 10 opponent. And they didn't look outstanding in the first half, but man, they clicked it into gear in the second half. And any concerns that I had had about them hitting a long-term wall um, were erased and, and thrown out the window. Now, I, I, they're not a perfect team, right? But I was really concerned about you know the, the losing streak and what it was going to take for them to snap out of it and move forward in a positive way late in this season. I don't really have those concerns anymore. Sure, they can, you know, lay an egg every now and then, but at the end of the day, I'm not 
I'm not concerned about their long-term prospects like I might have been a week or two ago. They had lost five out of six in Big 12 play. All right, let's let's not sugarcoat that. Any questions that people had were very warranted. And I, I don't think that I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, wondering if this was too good to be true as it was happening, because losing five out of six, that's tough. Now, that yeah. happens in that happens in the Big Twelve, though. Remember, Oklahoma State ran on a five-game win streak. Now they're on a three-game losing streak. It is just hard to do anything Texas consistently. Texas Tech lost their first eight games in the Big 12. And, they and look now fantastic. people are talking about, I wonder if they can maybe get an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. I think that they can, by the way. And I, I bet them last night, and I, I loved them in that game last night at plus money. They closed, though, with TCU at Kansas and Oklahoma State. I mean, you know, they at least need, but they'll they'll have the tournament. I, I don't know. I think they'll be really close. I think they'll be really close. Um, if they can get four wins out of those three games and whatever they do in the tournament, like if they get to 20 wins, I think they're in. Now, it may that, that may be a little too much, and it may be a little too much for them to do, so we'll see. Great story. They're playing well. They're playing more like what we thought they'd be this year now, um, and I hope it goes well for them. It's just, you know, the the league is brutal. It's impossible to get any sort of long-term, you know, momentum in the win column, it seems. Kansas right now is the hottest team in the league. And I think Kansas is the best team in the league, and I do think they're a rung above everybody else. They're tied with Texas right now in the standings. I don't think Texas is as good as Kansas. Um, I think Texas – well, and, and the thing that was interesting about last night is I think we – I think most people – probably would say Kansas would be at the top rung, then Texas and Baylor, and then the rest of the group. Well, Kansas State's proven now, and where you put, depending on where you put Iowa State, who Texas took care of last night, I think Kansas State's more up there with Baylor uh, and Texas. I really do. Like, I think they're, I think they're capable of being that good. They have two All-Americans, basically, on the floor pretty much every minute of every game, right? They let those guys play through. And, you know, Paul yesterday called for both of those guys to score 20 points for them to get a win. Well, they essentially combined for 40, just under it. But when you saw the way Marquise Noel was playing, it didn't matter how many points he scored. He facilitated so many points in that game. He was fantastic last night. Unbelievable. Um, and, and just continues to be, I think, one of everybody's favorite players to watch play basketball. I think if you got an honest answer from KU fans, they would tell you that Marquise Noel is one of their favorite players to watch. I mean, he is awesome. Um, but, you know, I think they're up there. I think they're up there with Baylor and Texas. And and that's awesome. And I don't know what that means long term. It's going to be really interesting come tournament time. I think KU's probably headed to Des Moines. Um, so where does K-State land? Is there a chance K-State could stay close to home and, and have one of those kind of runs? Yeah. And when you see them, and just like we talked about with KU – Yesterday, K-State's starting to play some good defense, too. And that was really apparent last night. They were pesky. They were physical. Um, you know, they they had the, the game against Oklahoma where they gave up almost 80 points to that team just left you scratching your head a little bit. But early in this year, Tommy, it felt like K-State loved to run and push it and high-octane, high-tempo. I think they're changing that up a little bit. And honestly— Come tournament time, it's 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 
what we see Bill Self do all the time. It's probably the right thing to do. Let's lock people down defensively and just be efficient on the other end and push it when we have the opportunity. But, you know, these high, high-scoring games, I don't know. K-State, I don't know if K-State's as capable as KU of doing it both ways, but they certainly have showed us they can win both ways. I think, though, we're starting to see them play at a slower pace on purpose. Yeah, there's one thing about this Wildcats squad that it really hit me for the first time last night. And I'd seen it before this season, but I never was really able to fully figure it out until last night. I remember watching the last couple of years of the Bruce Weber era in Manhattan, which obviously they, they weren't very good, right? And there's one key difference between those last couple of years and what we're seeing right now under Jerome Tang, those last couple of years, those teams, they would go into games hoping that they would win. It was just kind of like, we're going to hope that we can win with Jerome Tang right now. They know they can win. And that's a key difference from last year to this season because they've got the talent to do that. And I think, uh, you know, the early season success started to fuel that fire a little bit more. But when you've got a couple of All-American candidates and, you know, you've got the the players that they've got and and the way that they're playing, they know that they can hang with anybody in the conference. And so they go in expecting to win. You're taking on the number nine ranked Baylor Bears at home. You expect to win. You don't hope to win. You expect to win. And that's, in my mind, one of the key differences between what we saw in the last regime and what we're seeing now with Jerome Tang. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, this team's more talented. And how remarkable is it? And I, I wondered this last night, and I don't know the answer. So I'm not saying I have, I have a strong opinion one way or the other. Did you ever think they were going to lose Nigel Pack and get better at point guard? No, not at all. No way. And, and and we're seeing Noel out play Pack this year. I'm not saying definitively he's a better player because who knows what Pack would be doing if he were still in Manhattan this year. But that is one of the great surprises of college basketball, I think, this season. That Pack left, and at least for this team, they upgraded at the position. Just wild to consider that when you know how good Nigel Pack was. Uh, 869-1240, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll look at the Big 12 now after a couple other games were played last night. And why Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, in to talk a little KU hoops uh, as we continue through this hour. Sports Daily on a Wednesday, rolling along. everybody sports daily on this wednesday edition rolling through uh been spending a little time with k-state's big win last night a couple other games in the big 12 uh to go through and look at the standings tommy let's uh while we do that and set things up because we have brian haney coming up a little later in the hour to take us through the end let's give something away here um and we'll we'll make it some hockey and some coffee let's start with the hockey let's offer up some tickets for folks to go see the wichita thunder yeah, next Friday night is the next home game for the Thunder at Interest Bank Arena. Puck drops at 7.05. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's Star Wars night. So that's always a lot of fun. We're going to give away four tickets to the game next Friday night. Uh, Wichita Thunder at Interest Bank Arena. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
All right, along with that, we'll give away a couple of free brew house offerings from HTO Wichita East. Uh, that is the coffee and hot tea launch that happens on Friday. So beginning Friday, you'll be able to use those. We'll give away two free drinks to the brew house at HTO for hockey tickets, and we'll do it to our first caller right now to 869-1240. Uh, Jad will take that winner. Tommy, we look at re- the rest of the Big 12. I told you I loved, loved, loved Texas Tech last night um, on the money line. It paid. I, I just think that they're right now trending in the right direction, and Oklahoma is absolutely not. By the way, by the way, is Oklahoma like the worst place in the Big 12 to play a college basketball game? I, I see them play all the time. Man, they never have fans at their arena. And that that surprises me. As great a fan base as that is, that they're not more into college basketball. I mean, they've had some really great teams over the last few years. Uh, you know, maybe the last five, six years. But that, that place has been a ghost town, it seems like. The last... Yeah. Really not I mean, just you- not just because they're struggling. I mean, even early in the year. It makes me wonder if you can translate the fact that they are only eight and seven at home in Big 12 play this season into oh. that a little bit. Like, I mean, there it's might a be factor. a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah, there's some atmosphere there that they're lacking. And, you know, you look at uh, that. That's the anomaly. That's the outlier in the Big 12. You've got all these teams that, you know, have maybe lost once or twice or, you know, maybe three times max at home. And then you have Oklahoma at eight and seven. That's definitely got to be a factor in that. Yeah, I mean, totally. And and even look at Tex Arena every time they play. I mean, that place is nuts down there in Lubbock. And I just, I that I, I can't can't get my finger on why that is. Like, why would they not be bigger support? They went out and they hired Porter Mosier and they got the you know all those things, the things to be excited about, and just and they've got players. Grant Sherfield, we know Grant Sherfield, and like he he's been really good this year. The Groves brothers, they, they I think they have underperformed a little bit this season but there was a lot of hype around them excitement around those two guys they've got players they just haven't been able to have that translate into success I do have a big 12 hot take for you right now that I want to get your thoughts on okay after watching the games last night in the big 12 even though they're ranked I would say right now Texas Tech is a better team than Iowa State um yeah I don't I don't disagree with that I don't disagree with that. I, I think Tech may have always been a better team than Iowa State. They just have underperformed. They lost so many close games, uh, heartbreakers early in the year. Let me, let me just let me just pull them up real quick. Um, you know, they lost to Creighton and Ohio State. Those weren't necessarily close losses, but you know, the loss to TCU, six point loss on the road. Uh, lost by three to Kansas, then lost in overtime to Oklahoma. Iowa State kicked their butts the first time, but lost by two to Texas, uh, you know, by five to West Virginia. They just, they have a lot of three to Oklahoma State. They've lost a lot of really close games, and I think, I think just the natural order of things, they're beginning to win some of those. But yeah, I think that they're a better team right now. They're playing better, if nothing else, than Iowa State's playing right now. Um, I think they're a better team than West Virginia. I think they're a better team than Oklahoma for sure. Uh, I I probably would think that I, I don't know that I think they're better than Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's pretty good, but I think they're right there. And and you know those close losses, we'll see when it when push comes to shove. Look, if they keep playing well and they get a big win or two or three down the stretch here, I think they're gonna get in. And I think you could get a scenario where nine teams get in 
because West Virginia, Tommy, West Virginia is like 26th in the net right yeah. now. They're getting yeah. in, right? Yeah. Oklahoma State, I think they've got to they've got to you know put a bandaid on this thing, but I you know I think they're getting in, and then it's really a question of how high can Tech play itself into. We know the tournament loves. We know the committee loves hot teams, and and yeah, I think they could get there. So they're a factor. And here's where else they're a factor because we know they're playing well right now, right? They get a chance. If you're Kansas State, they get a chance to go into Lawrence and do something special because you got to have that if you're Kansas State. I don't, you know, I don't see Tech doing that. Uh, but they're, you know, two of their three are at home: TCU and Oklahoma State. Boy, their game against TCU at home on Saturday Huge. is as good. Is Huge. as good as the Big Twelve will have, you know, this weekend. If they're and for real, if, if if Tech is for real right now, then that's got to be the game at home against yeah. TCU uh, to determine that they've won four in a row. The turning point in their season was clearly when they won at home against Kansas State. They were really desperate at that point. They were able to get that win um, in Lubbock, and then they've rattled off three more wins after that. And so I think that this game uh, against TCU on Saturday, and then after that when they play Kansas. That's really going to give us, the, I think, the best test on knowing whether or not Texas Tech is actually for real and, and if they can be a tournament-caliber team uh, or not. I don't even question if they're for real. I, I definitely think they're for real. It's just can they get enough done down the stretch? Can they overcome those early close losses? That'll be the question. Iowa State continues to reel a little bit. Texas uh, beat them pretty handily. So Texas keeps the pace. We're going to talk about all of it. We'll talk about KU specifically, but the Big 12 as a whole uh, with Brian Haney, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, joining us when we return on Sports Daily. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily, KFH, 
Jacob and Tommy with you here till 11 o'clock. We're trying to track down Brian Haney for our weekly visit. Uh, KU Athletics, the voice of the Jayhawks, joining us every week here on Sports Daily. We'll get to that in just a little bit, Tommy, as we make our way through college basketball. We can spend a few minutes here. We'll talk more about this tomorrow uh, as it pertains to I Can I, can I jump weekend. in? I'll, I'll, I want to jump in real I've got a question for you. I, I saw okay. this on social media. I know I'm kind of going off script here a little bit, but I saw this on social media. Um, I saw that you were a panelist in talking about Super Bowl commercials. Is that yeah. right? Last week? Yes. So I just, yeah. what was your, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? I know we're a ways uh, away from that, but what'd you farmer's, like? Farmer's dog, farmer's dog, the dog uh, that grew up and you kind of went through the dog's life and then you had the POV of the dog right. and then the whole time you thought, oh my God, this dog's going to die. And then it didn't die in the end. It was a happy okay. story. That was it. All right. Uh, that was that was mine. We could talk about Super Bowl commercials. I did talk on a panel. Well, let's let's hang on to that for the next hour. Joining us now, Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks. Jad, hit it. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. And we welcome in Brian Haney for our weekly visit. Brian, welcome in. Uh, some time to relax now before the weekend. That's what happens when you play on Big Monday. And, well, that's got to be a really good feeling when you get the win on Big Monday and then you get all that time before the next game. No doubt. Uh, and you get to watch K-State beat Baylor, which certainly helped Kansas. Now the two-game lead on the Bears. But uh, we were hoping for more out of Iowa State last night. It's, it's best when you get your win and then you get to sit back and watch the other team sweat. And that wasn't the case in the Texas situation. But it is obviously a very tough remaining schedule for Texas before they face Kansas as they'll have to go to Waco and Fort Worth. So still might get that help before the season finale. But uh, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's certainly shaping up well for the Jayhawks at this point. Well, Brian, going back to the big Monday game uh, against TCU, definitely one of those grinded out games for the Jayhawks. Uh, it was a game that I know that uh, Bill Self loves those kind of wins, right? When it's gritty and they're playing great defense and it might not be a, a high flying, a high scoring affair from start to finish, but ultimately it's a, it's a gutsy win for the Jayhawks on the road against a TCU team that had come into Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, a couple or like last month, what right, and just absolutely blew out KU uh, inside the field house. So, talk a little bit about what you saw from the Jayhawks on Big Monday, and uh, and and what you thought Bill Self thought from that win. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I was trying to open the show, talking for six or seven minutes about the Baylor game and how great Saturday was with ESPN Game Day and half the national championship team is back and you have this historic comeback of, of down 17 to suddenly up 18 win by 16 you know, a day I'll always remember against a top 10 team head to head and he was giving me a hard time because he much preferred Monday's game and the reason why was this is a coach that wants his team to play with an intensity and a, a defensive prowess that makes the other team look bad or play poorly and uh, even though the second half versus Baylor was the best second half we've seen all year. And like I said, I mean, at one point it's a 35 point swing, which you hardly ever see against the top 10 team. Uh, he 
Scott holding TCU to 30% shooting and grinding it out on a night where Jalen Wilson couldn't throw it in the ocean, but you had to have other guys step up and make plays and get stops. That was his brand of basketball. So he said he much preferred Monday. He said, I know, I know you fans and broadcasters think that the second half on Saturday was more artistic with threes and dunks and all this to cheer about. But for my money, he really preferred Monday. And so, you know, good on them for finally giving the coach what he wants. He's been saying for a month, I want us to play in a way that makes somebody else look bad. And that's exactly what they did on TCU's home floor against the team that, that really took it to Kansas in the first go-round by 23. So uh, definitely, you know, a lot for the head coach to smile about. I thought the stop at the end of the game where McCullough gets two blocks and a tie-up, you know, inside of 25 seconds. If you listen to the call, I said it's our defensive play of the year. And I, I think it's it goes on his highlight reel for, for Naismith Defensive Player of the Year candidacy as, as he stepped up when KU needed it the most. So good on him. And, and uh, you know, DeJuan was great again. And nice to see Grady Dick, the pride of Wichita, on the same day that he was named Big 12 Rookie of the Week. Even though the, the final efficiency wasn't his best, man, he got Kansas off and rolling in that game. He was scorching out the gates and, and winds up having 19 to lead all scores. So a lot to like from that one for sure. I, I want to ask you, Brian, Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, talking to us. You see him play that way uh, for a second half and then another game, whichever one you prefer. They were both great. I wonder now, are you comfortable with the fact that a couple of things. KU may very well end up being the number one overall seed. And and they look like they could definitely be the best team in the country. It's not the same as it was last year, but are we comfortable with thinking of KU that way this year? We're getting there, right? And and I think that Monday is an example of why we're, we're subscribing to the notion that maybe this team can go back and possibly repeat because – Monday, as, as you heard Coach Self say last night on Hawk Talk, is an example of the type of game you have to have at some point in March Madness. Since you're not going to play your best six straight games, you're not going to look offensively crisp and efficient for three straight weeks. There's going to be one in there where you are struggling mightily to get anything going, and you just have to grind it out. You just have to find a way to – to make one more play than the opposition and, and make them struggle as much as you're struggling. And if you're good enough to do that defensively, then survive in advance is the name of the game. And, and that might be the, the key round where you clear a hurdle that would have tripped somebody else up. And that's where I say self-loved Monday so much more because he could see from his team they're buying in defensively and becoming what we need to be in order to sidestep that landmine that, that we get a previous team that looks really good on their best days. But yeah, uh, you know, they, they trip up here and boom, suddenly the season's over. And, you know, you go back to a month ago at Iowa State or, or even a couple of the losses before that where I thought we looked too three point reliant. Now we're seeing a Kansas team that's doing a better job of, of getting the ball downhill scoring in the paint with the guards, getting the ball up on the rim. Dwan Harris has been a big part of that. I mean, Harris, I don't know if you guys heard the stat, we're 20-0 and in his career when he scores double figures. So if, if that doesn't convince Juan, hey, you should probably stay assertive and probably keep trying to attack, attack, attack. Uh, I don't know what will. And, and he didn't have double figures on Monday, but he was trying to get there once he heard that stat from Saturday. 
and, and he kept it in attack mode, which helped Kansas tremendously. And so clearly you want to get Jalen Wilson rolling again. Uh, he's had some, some shaky halves, uh, and in Monday's case, offensively it was shaky the whole way. But uh, the way the rest of the guys have really rounded into form and the way we've seen them both you know, hit you with an all-out blitz like the second half versus Baylor, but then win a game ugly like Monday versus TCU, that, to the head coach's perspective, makes him believe that, yes, this team can go back to a Final Four. And I think most of us a month ago, bullish on our best day, but a little anxious about could this be an early exit team if they're two, three-point reliant and they, they have a cold shooting day and Jay will goes in the deep freeze and all that. Plus, we're also seeing Grady Dick more consistently be that guy. You know, the, the Big 12 player of the week week, he averaged 21 a game and then he backs it up with 19 the next game. 26 in Stillwater, hit all the big shots. You needed him to become – not just Robin to Jay Will's Batman, but a consistent Robin. Because like most freshmen, there were days where he looked really, really good and unstoppable, and then other days where he kind of fade to the sideline. And and you need that four games out of five out of him. And I think we're seeing him embrace that. We're seeing an active Grady on both ends that, to me, is is just giving all out effort. You know, and obviously he's still getting better defensively. He's still finding ways to impact the game beyond scoring. But look at all the tap outs he had on Monday, where he didn't get the rebound, but he was so active at six eight on a pogo stick, jumping up in there, just batting the ball ahead of teammates that, that saved possessions. I mean, I, I think that's the type of stuff that sometimes goes unnoticed, but it sure didn't with his head coach. And that's another example of a team rounding into form when it matters most. Brian, I want to ask you about a guy on this team that doesn't get uh, as much attention as Jalen Wilson or Grady Dick or even Dewan Harris, but is arguably the best transfer in the country, and that's Kevin McCuller, who played 39 out of 40 minutes in the game against TCU, had 15 points on 6 of 13 shooting, but did a lot of things that don't show up in the stat line, the way that he guarded, uh, the way that he was able to get into position and, and knock balls away from the Horned Frogs and things like that. Um, I know that it's taken a little while for him to get into the groove of playing for Bill Self and playing for the Jayhawks, but what have you seen from Kevin McCuller that's been so impressive? Well, you described it really well, and, and Coach Self said it in the postgame on Monday that he didn't think he'd ever coach another player with the defensive IQ of Marcus Garrett, but this guy's got that. And he clarified last night on Hawk Talk that he's not saying he's as good defensively as Marcus. Uh, he's spectacular, but self said unequivocally the, the greatest defensive player he will ever coach, and that includes future tense, is Marcus Garrett. He, he's saying there'll never be another one like Marcus. But the fact that he sees the game the same way Marcus does, not just understanding scouting report and tendencies, but but looking at formations on the floor and, and knowing how certain angles are playing, you know, four feet off right here is going to force a different outcome than coming all the way up on the ball. He just kind of sees the chess pieces. Uh, I'm thinking about like Queen's Gambit, and Coach Self didn't use this analogy, so don't. You know, if, if this one falls on deaf ears, don't attribute it to him. But if you watch that, and, and you could you could see the actress, whatever her name was, the redhead, who could just like see the floor and see ten pieces ahead moving around. That's kind of how Kevin sees it defensively, not just his man, but but all the pieces moving around in, in a given offensive set. And you've heard Coach Self describe before 
that, you know, he covers the sins of a lot of teammates with his ability, not just on help side defense, but he's calling out things. He's just anticipating, thinking multiple chess pieces ahead. Or maybe a better example, if you watch professional billiards, you know, these guys that can set up the shot, three shots ahead as they run through a rack of nine ball, if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, that's Kevin. And he's, he's just got that ability to see it. So uh, he's he's special, man. And, and I agree. He's, he's turned into one of the best transfers in the country. You know, there was some midseason swoons in there where he was still adjusting. And, and it's it kind of goes back to what I said about Grady, that, you know, he's playing his best ball right now. All these guys, you know, just, just like Bill Self, the master chef, who's got six things cooking in the kitchen at once, he gets them to all come out. Uh, perfectly on time, tasting just the way you wanted it to. I mean, it's it's like clockwork every year with all these moving parts and pieces, and yet here we sit in late February, and here come the Hawks playing their best ball. His ability to do that is unlike any coach I've ever seen, and here's hoping it continues because I think this team's really close to, to peaking and realizing just, just how good they are, and you love it when that happens right around Selection Sunday. So you mentioned Kevin McCuller, Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, joining us. His former team, Texas Tech, got another win last night. Um, Texas Tech's really interesting because they lost a lot of close games early in the year. And they've got, you know, they've got some work to do if they want to try and get in and they still get to come to Lawrence. But you spent time in Lubbock as well. Do you think Texas Tech can do enough down the stretch realistically here to become a ninth team in the NCAA tournament for the Big 12? Coach Self was talking about West Virginia last night and was talking about how even with a, a net ranking that's, that's hovering around 30, that they still have work to do. They probably need multiple wins. And so the same would apply to Texas Tech, who now has the same record in the conference at 5-10. and 10. You, know, you don't normally see a 6-12 and 12 conference team make it in, which is what you would probably forecast for, for those two teams with three games to go based on their league win percentage. But when you have a league this good and the other metrics are what they are. And I couldn't tell you where tech's current net ranking is, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely within striking distance. I think that you absolutely have to have one more win here in the next three of the regular season, and then probably win multiple games in Kansas city, not just the Wednesday round, but, but maybe even Thursday, Friday, you know, because otherwise you're talking about a club that, still finished with 33% win percentage in the conference, six and 12. Uh, but I, I think at that point, there's enough reverence and respect for the conference that their argument needs to be had. Now I'd have to really go back and study it on, on the strength of their non-conference schedule. Um, I know they played Creighton who at the time was top 10, but they lost to them. I remember Ohio state being a loss too, but who were their quality wins? I think that's where the Texas tech schedule probably has them further out than West Virginia because West Virginia had a couple of nice ones. And keep in mind, Kansas has 14 quad one wins at this point, which is like lapping the field on everybody else. And, and the strength of schedule for Kansas is number one with a bullet. So that, those are some of the metrics you'd have to look at. But your point is a good one, uh, Jacob, that, that, that this is absolutely a conversation that needs to include Texas Tech right now, whereas even just two weeks ago, it seemed like, no, nah, they're just – playing for pride, get, get a couple upsets here and there and say you had some kind of say on the league race outcome because you plucked off a couple of teams in there. Now they're absolutely 
believing there's a chance. And if you go from some of the articles and things that were being written early in conference play when, when uh, the shine was coming off the honeymoon of Mark Adams, who never changed as the great defensive coach that he is, and, and he's, he's brilliant. And, and I had a chance to work with him when I was at Tech, and he was an assistant. He's awesome. But, but there was some turmoil there. And so I give him a ton of credit for riding through those rocky waters and, and uh, keeping his eyes pointed upward because uh, a lot of other teams would have buckled and folded. And I think that getting AMAC back, a guy that Kansas didn't see in the first meeting, and they'll have to deal with him coming up here on senior night, has obviously played a big role in that as well. Mark Adams, of course, really learned how to coach, spending his time at uh, West Texas A&M for five years. Uh, it's, that's really where he got his basketball pedigree. Uh, I'm a Buffalo. Is that your alma mater? That's my alma mater, yeah. His, his, his story has been awesome. He brought in Rick Cooper, who sits on his bench now. Rick Cooper was the coach at West Texas A&M forever while I was there. It's been really fun uh, for everybody back home to see Mark Adams succeed there. Um, all right, before we let you go, Brian, let's let's talk this weekend just a little bit. You mentioned West Virginia. They've got work to do. Yeah, it seems like West Virginia at home could be overlooked to some degree, but you know that's Bob Huggins. That's a desperate team, and they know they've got a they're a big win or two away from making sure they make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they're absolutely gaining confidence, and I know they had a three game skid before the big win on Monday. But if you go back and look at it to say they've won three of their last six when, again, we're talking about a club that's 33% winning percentage in the league. That, to me, is improvement and progress, and here they come. And, you know, they weren't fully healthy when we faced them the first time. And so there's a lot of reasons to be mindful of what they can bring. You absolutely, if you're Kansas, have to understand that just because these next two opponents are toward the bottom of, of the league standings, and you're at home doesn't mean you can roll the balls out and expect to win. I mean, yes, we've won senior days for 40 straight years. And, and yes, Saturday's fan appreciation day. And it's, it's against a lesser team than some of the recent home games with Texas and Baylor. And you should be favored, but all it takes is, is one day of showing up a little bit lackadaisical or a little bit complacent. And this league's good enough to eat your lunch. Bob Huggins has never won in the field house with West Virginia. And he's come close a couple of times. My first year was 2017 when we were down 14 with 242 to go and amazingly came all the way back. And that one, by the way, Bill Self says he will remember more than the, uh, the Baylor comeback. He gave me like three examples that he thought were way cooler than the Baylor game. And I agree with him. I still think the Baylor game deserves some, some special memory, though. But anyways, we digress. Well, West Virginia, you know, they're going to be chomping at the bit, Huggins in particular. I don't think this particular West Virginia team is good enough to beat Kansas in the fog if KU brings it. But it's all about mindset, intensity, energy, and want to. And hopefully they come back refreshed after a couple of days off, uh, not having to hit the hardwood, come back, rest it up, healed up, and, and attack because uh, you know, clearly West Virginia is trying to save their season, and nothing, nothing would help them more in the eyes of the selection committee than a win on the road at a projected one seed against the team with the most quad one wins in the nation and, and the toughest strength of schedule in the nation. So the want-to factor, it's going to be tough to match theirs in that regard, so we better act like we really want to be there. And Because and, uh, as we said, you know, while Texas and Baylor have really tough schedules the next three, and now – it's shaping up to be just Texas that you're most looking at since Baylor's two games back with three to go. Uh, while they have much tougher schedules, all you have to do is stub your toe once and suddenly that goes away 
and Austin becomes a must win. So here's hoping Kansas holds serve these next two and gets a little bit of help to where maybe on senior night, maybe just maybe, if, if Texas were to lose, you know, let's say this weekend in Waco, you could trot out 17 Big 12 title trophies in 20 years. I, I think the presentation of that is just jaw-dropping when they bring them all out. And, and when you think about guys, the quick math on that, if, if Self can get at least a share of this, 85% of his seasons in college basketball's greatest conference, and it hasn't been the greatest unequivocally every year, but it's, it's been a really good league in those two decades. If you think about some of the stars that have come through here, he's looking at 85% of those years ending in a Big 12 title. That is absolutely ridiculous, and, and that's what's so close. It's there for the taking. Let's go seize it this next week and a half. That is wild stuff for the consistency there. All right, Brian, well, you guys have the long week. You've had a lot of time to get fully rested there at home. And uh, we know you guys will utilize that time before you welcome in West Virginia. Sleeping good in Lawrence these days. That's right. That's right. Love the setup. Big thanks to my friends at the Mattress Hub, Ryan Beatty and his staff, Wichita folks that uh, helped me get the best sleep of my life as a former has-been wannabe athlete. I've still got sports injuries, even though I was never as good as Grady Dick or any of these other stars we just talked about. And, and it's helped me get rejuvenating rest and and heal up what was a really bad back. I can never get comfortable. It was affecting me throughout the next day. Now with the purple mattress, I'm sleeping like a kid again, and I love it. So they'll do for you what they did for me. You know, if if you uh, try out a mattress and you don't absolutely think it's the best sleep of your life, you got a hundred days to uh, try something else and make sure you find the right fit for you. So check them out today at the mattress hub, Wichita, originated but now all over the midwest and guys thanks again always appreciate the platform with you and it's been exciting to to do these reports as this team really starts to find itself so here's hoping we're talking all the way through a monday in april because we're kind of starting to believe that might just be a real possibility with this team i think you're right there goes brian haney voice of the kansas jayhawks we always appreciate these visits every wednesday and we'll just keep rolling them out there tommy and i'll be back hour number two of sports daily coming right up t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.